Amen. I'm excited about the word of the Lord. I have a lesson that I do periodically, and uh, I do it about once a year. And it is a really, really good lesson. It's something that we need to prepare for just uh, so that we're not caught off guard. And the title of it is How to Guard Against the Defilement of Listening to an Evil Report. Um, there, There's conflicts in families. Uh, churches, organizations go te- totally out of control. Groups split. Friendships are broken. When... And sometimes it happens when nobody's done anything. It's just, it's just that, you know, uh, 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 somebody's put out bad information. And uh, neither party have offended each other, but they don't talk to each other. Uh, and when you try to restore a brother or sister in the Lord, you are met with defeat because... Uh, somebody has made a bad report about them or somebody has talked falsely about them or even the thing of it is um, even um, things that are true and not good should be left in the past. We don't need to bring those things up again. Um, It's horrible when someone is reminded of something that they've done that they shouldn't have done and uh, it, it's just, it's not good. And uh, evil, evil reports are so destructive that they can even destroy sometimes very long-lasting relationships. So I'm going to talk to you today with the help of the Lord for a little bit on how to guard against defilement of listening to an evil report. I have um, many scriptures later, but I, no, I don't have any right now. Um, Lord, in your name, help me. I praise you in Jesus' name. Can everyone say amen? amen. You may be seated. Praise God. An evil report or that false information or even information can be uh, very destructive. Now, I want to make a, a note here today. Uh, wrongdoing should never be covered up or swept under the table. I'm not saying that we don't deal with wrongdoings or it's not proper to take wrongdoings to the proper authority and to let them deal with it. But it is wrong to put it out in areas where it doesn't need to be. We have a medical world, and we understand very well what the medical world is with COVID. It just really opened our eyes about a lot of things. In our day, we used to have a thing called the flu and uh, we just got it, stayed home, etc. But then when COVID come along, it began to shut us down. And uh, we understood in the medical world that there's different stages of a disease. And in the same way, there are different stages in um, evil reports. Uh, there are stages of physical um, defilement. Uh, the first stage could be known as ignorance. Now, there's a difference between ignorance and stupidness. Ignorance is when you don't know. Stupid is when you don't want to know. That's true. You know, I can be ignorant in a lot of things. 
but I don't want to be stupid. Uh, I can do stupid things, and I could be ignorant. I, I could say something in ignorance, do something in ignorance. But the first is to be ignorant of the situation, like with COVID. To be ignorant that, that COVID, that the germ is there. And uh, that you're sick, and you don't realize that you've got COVID. And uh, the symptoms come a little later, and then all of a sudden... You've met someone, you've had to calm, say, you know, I've been around you and I've been tested with COVID. Can you watch your, et cetera, and et cetera. And then the second phase, uh, the ignorance is uh, per, uh, preventive measures to avoid contamination. We need to, when, when you don't uh, have preventive na- measures to avoid contamination, you're not watching so that you won't be contaminated. The second is exposure. That's to one that's already infected. Um, And so when you become an exposure to it, a sickness, then you know you've already got the infection. And then the third one is contamination. In other words, your defilement. Uh, This is allowing the germ to enter your system. Now you've got COVID. And then... The fourth or the fifth one or fourth one is the infection as the germs overcome your natural natural defense. Um, I think the best way physically to deal with sickness, if you can, is to try to keep your immune system up because it's not if you're going to cross it, it's when you're going to cross it. But that's in the physical world. And then there is the number four, of course, infection we talked about. And number five, it's the disease. It's when the infection destroys the vital support functions of your body, and now you are, you've got the disease. And so just as there is spiritual or physical, there's also stages in the spiritual, and this is what I want to talk to you about. And the first stage, of course, is the ignorance. Let me talk to you for a little bit about being ignorant of it, ignorance. Once again, ignorance is not a bad thing. We are all ignorant in some form or manner. And uh, it's, it's always good to understand that there are a lot of things I don't understand. There's a lot of things I don't know. And uh, it's better to approach things not sure you know at all than it is to try to uh, approach it thinking you know. But that's ignorance of how uh, uh, of an evil report. Satan will gain advantage over us if we are ignorant of his devices. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 tells, that, tells us that. You see, ignorance is not being aware of the destructive power or, uh, or of untrue or distorted words. When you're, not, when you're ignorant that what you are hearing is uh, destructive. It's, it can be destructive. The Bible tells us that the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. It defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. James 3 and 6. The Bible tells us if we can't control our tongue, then we can't control other things that's in our body. We have to control our tongue and what we say, and what comes out our mouth. And so, let's talk about the different forms of ignorance. A, ignorance on how words uh, dissolve close friends. 
The Bible tells us, He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. Proverbs 17 and 9. And so he, you know, it's amazing to me how that when we love somebody, we talk differently about their problems than when we don't care about something. When you walk up on something and it's on fire, it all depends on what you, whether you, it's, it's valuable to you or not. If it's valuable to you, then you will want to put water on it. If it has no value to you, you might want to get the excitement of the fire and throw gas on it. When you have a situation that's going on, you, 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 you know, you can tell whether you care about that situation or not by the kind of words that you put into that situation, whether you want to be more destructive or whether you want to be less destructive and more helpful. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we cannot be ignorant on that. Ver- uh, B says ignorance of how the unclean defile the clean. You know, if you have two glasses of water, one is clean and the other is unclean, and you put those two glasses together, the unclean will make the clean water unclean. We cannot clean a person up. We cannot get around them and, and, and have a conversation with them. There's some people you just need to avoid when it comes to conversation. When you get around them, they're, they're, they're very destructive with their mouth and what they say and constantly negative. And you, you need to isolate yourself from that kind of person because they could put some things in your mind. If I was to talk to you right now about a pink elephant, then how could you get that out of your mind, a pink elephant? And all I did was say pink elephant. So there's some things that you have to be careful. You just need to stay away from them. The Bible says to ignore them. We'll talk about that. But C is ignorance on what constitutes an evil report. Uh, It is an unauthorized, distorted, or a false report which influences us to form an even opinion of another person. Now, you have to be careful because there are people in your life that will try to control you with what they say to you. Um, If they want you to themselves, they may down everybody around you so that you will be close to them. If they uh, try to get you to be on their sides in an argument, uh, then they will say things to try to uh, uh, change your thinking so that you will be on their sides. And so you have to be careful of that. E is ignorance of who gives evil reports. Giving bad reports is part of everybody's fallen nature. I hate to say this, starting from me all the way back, We have to be careful because we all get irritated with someone. We all have situations. We all have pride. And it is easy for us to be negative about people and to be a, uh, 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 to do that, to be a, to be like that. But one who magnifies or sensationalizes rumors or partial information, one who seeks to destroy another's credibility, or reputation, 
with damaging facts, distortions of facts, and evil suspicions, Numbers 14 and 36. And once again, there are just some things that were done wrong in the past that needs to be left in the past. I've got a million things going through my mind right now of situations, uh, and I'm not going to talk about anything personal, but I have seen people who have been so good at wanting to uncover other people's sins, and I've known they've done the same very thing, and uh, I thought, you know, did you tell them about your situation? And so you have this kind of thing that you've got. And, you know, the thing of it is, it, 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 that you ju- there are just some things you don't want in your mind. You just don't want it there. You just don't want to know that. I've told people, hush, I don't want to know that, don't want to talk about it. There have been times in pastoring that I know that if I would have got into something or drove to a certain area, I would have found something out. And I thought, I don't want to know, I don't want to know. You remember Schultz? I see nothing, I see nothing, I see nothing. And you're just like, I don't want to see it, I don't want to know it. And uh, if, if, if you, if, because the thing of it is, if you, the people that open that up and, and dig into that and know that, uh, and all it takes is somebody negative to think a negative thought. They put it out there and before you know it, that negative thought is floating around to different people. And by the time, have, have you all seen the Norman Rockwell picture of, um, uh, it was a couple. And uh, it, it was a whole bunch of couples. And it was a couple. And his wife told another woman something. And she told her husband. And he told another man. And he told, you could see it going all the way around. And it went all the way around. And when it got around back, there was some guy that told the wife that started it out, told him he was laughing and pointing and making fun of him. And the very next picture was the husband was just letting into the wife. And it goes on both sides. I'm not saying it goes one side or the other. But I'm saying that we have to be careful. Some of the stuff that we say, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the thing of it is uh, when something gets out, and it's not totally true. It's, it's misunderstood. And then all of a sudden, that thing goes around as if it's gospel. And before you know it, it's not true whatsoever. And so, uh, you know, we have to be careful. The Bible talks about one who digs up evil information and makes it their business to spread it by means of gossip, slander, or a whisper. And I, I'm just going to say tonight, God knows. God knows. I'm not... Saying any of us is doing that, God knows. I'm preaching this as a general thing. But such an action, Bible-wise, is great as the sin of murder or stealing. You can kill somebody's reputation, just like you can kill them physically. But it, it is classified with these. When God warns, he said, Let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody, and other men's matters, 1 Peter 4 and 15. And so, we have to also not be ignorant on what motivates evil reports. James 3 and 14 and 15, or through 18, talks about some of those. Sometimes, er, there, there, there's those things that motivate people to give a bad information, or an evil report, or to talk bad about someone. First of all, there's bitterness, someone who is bitter. 
Now, I've had things done to me in my life. I've had things done, and you've had things done to you in your life. And it's so easy whenever you're wanting to talk about that person to get bitter about it and, and, and not talk well about them. And, uh, and, and you, you just might be talking, but what you're saying is not good because you've got bitterness down inside, and that bitterness is causing you to be negative about them. And so bitterness can cause that. And then there's the deception, and that is believing that what you're doing is right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a fruit inspector, and I'm going to inspect their fruits, you know. And, uh, you know, it's it, just best to stay out of that. And then, of course, there's pride. Uh, you know, there's a situation between me and someone or you and someone, and you handled it right, and uh, you're telling someone about it, and, uh, you know, you start feeling good because you're proud of the way you dealt with it. And, you know, Brother Joe, he was dishonest the other day, and I straightened him up, and et cetera. And, and you, you think you're doing the right thing, and pride is getting in there. And then it, it just it can help you to do that. And then there's self-guilt. And sometimes you try to justify your actions. You know, uh, they, they were wrong in this, and, and, and so I was, you know, you won't tell them about your wrong, but they were wrong in their spirit. And the thing of it is, every one of us has had people in our lives, or even us, even you, who have been misjudged because somebody said something negative, or somebody said something uh, that was, was, not, was not good. And so we've all had it, we've all struggled with it, but sometimes it's self-guilt. Self-guilt will justify past actions and attitude. And then, of course, there's that thing, envy, uh, desiring what another has. Uh, you know what? Praise God. Um, you know, uh, that pastor, you know, his church wouldn't be growing like it is if he was preaching holiness like he should. Or if he's taking standard. And that's a nice example. Um, somebody in your profession is, is doing better than you and, and, or living better than you or something. And so you're envy of that. And so you've got to find something wrong. You've got to pick at them about something and uh, bring them down some way. Um, they wouldn't be doing as well as they're doing if they would do things right. And so you, 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 you're, you know, you can be envy of it. And then there's the ignorance of how success, uh, how susceptible we are to evil reports. You know, it, it comes on us and we don't realize what it is. It's just there. And sometimes we don't mind hearing about things that are negative about other people when we don't like the person or we don't know the person. And, uh, and so, you know, it doesn't bother us. It doesn't hurt us, but when we like them, it, it, it does, it, we don't like that. And then H is ignorance on how Satan uses evil reports or how he uses evil information. Uh, to it, first of all, it can discredit spiritual leadership when it has to do with those that are in leadership, pastor, anybody that does any position in the church. You know, and there's something negative that comes out. You know, that pastor, praise God, you know, he's a pastor, but did you know him and his wife had a child before they were married? And, you know, I, I don't have to worry about that. But, 
praise the Lord. That's, you know, you, you got, you know, that goes out like that. And, uh, and so, or, you know, the drummer, you know, uh, I saw him the other day and, uh, he was, at, you know, at a bar or something and never drank or anything, had to go in there and do a job or something. But you see how it can, it can make, uh, discredit spiritual leadership. Uh, it can cause Christians, Christians to, uh, pull off and close off to each other. Um, someone says something bad about you, and uh, and so all of a sudden when they come around you, you know, I'm not sure they like you. You know, in Bible college, we had uh, we did a deal with the last kid that came into the, co- to the class. Um, we, uh, we, we all told him, we, we separately would say to him, uh, John, you don't look so well. You're feeling good today. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good today. And someone else said, you're not feeling so good. By the end, by the pretty much close to the end of the day, he went home sick. Praise God. Because of the way that it affected him. We had a a kid that uh, was, uh, um, you know, that worked with us down in Texas. And uh, uh, someone spread some rumors about him. And uh, before you know it, you know, people started looking for things. Uh, to prove what those rumors was, and and he was trying to destroy the, the the kid, so you have to be careful of this kind of thing, because it it can even cause Christians to close themselves off. Uh, just you know, I don't think you know uh, you know. I mean, someone could not could ac- accidentally do you wrong. They're you know, and and not meaning to, um, you know, and. And like, you know, and so I don't want to get into any personal situations because it can be drawn somewhere, and I'm not going to do that tonight. But you understand what I'm saying. There could be something that's right on the border of kind of offensive, and all of a sudden you think, well, they don't like me, or they've got something against me, or, uh, you know, uh, they made fun of me, or something like that, and, and, you, and that builds up in your mind, or somebody comes along and they'll say something that will cause that. And so, you know, you close your spirit off. All of a sudden, you know, they're not acceptable to you. Um, I I had a a lady one time um, that uh, her husband was sick and at home. And when I would call, she would say, you know, he doesn't want any He don't want any visitors right now. And then after she'd hang the phone up, she would go into the room on his deathbed and say, you know, it's, it's just amazing. The pastor don't even come and see you. And one day I was there and I happened to just come and I could sense that he was irritated with me. And I said, brother, what, what, what's the problem? And he's like, uh, well, you know, my wife says you never come and see me. So how do you deal with that situation? You know, but the thing of it is, you know, you got to be careful here. Listen to me. Just be careful what people say to you because it is controlling. Some people will try to control you by saying things. Uh, They'll try to get ahead with something or do something. So you just have to be careful. It it, It will multiply. It will multiply conflicts. And it, it produces more ungodliness. And, uh, and so that is ignorance of how it comes. Sometimes we can be ignorant. When somebody's saying something to us, we may not understand their motive. Some people are very controlling. You never can trust 
what they say. Because what they're saying is not what they're meaning. What they're saying is they're trying to either get information from you or they're trying to control you. So you have to be careful. And sometimes you can be ignorant of that. That's the ignorant process. But then there's the exposure whenever you become exposed to it. The Bible said, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But a simple man passeth on and are the simple are pass on and are punished. Proverbs 27 and 12. Exposures when you're entering into a conversation with a person who is a carrier of an evil report. So how does God want us to respond? I like this. I mean, this scares me half to death. The Bible said, Whosoever privately slandereth his neighbor, God says, Him will I cut off. God said, I'll cut him off. Psalms 101 and 5. It also says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is the shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Ephesians 5, 10 and 12. Romans tells us, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them, Romans 16 and 17. And so we need to get away from them people. Uh, we need to avoid them, their negativeness, their, uh, you know, they're just, they're just some people whose life is constantly mentally in the gutter. They're just in the gutter, and they talk all the time in the gutter. So we, we, we have a protective physical defense that warns us when we have a physical contamination coming. Sometimes we can see it, we can taste it, we, we can smell it, uh, but there are times when we don't, those, that's not there, and it's too late. It's the same way with when God tries to help us spiritually. Um, I don't know about you, but when I start talking negative about something or someone, I may be just rambling, and all of a sudden I feel the Holy Ghost just say, you got to quit doing that. Quit going there. Back off that. Praise God. We have that. The promptings of the Holy Ghost will follow the warnings of God's Word, and we need to obey that. And once again, be careful of anger. You only, I only have, every one of us only has so much brain power. We don't have enough to spend on anger. Keep yourself cool, because when you get angry, you will say things you wish you wouldn't have said. When you get emotional about something, you will say things that you wish you wouldn't have said. So be careful about the emotions. The more emotions you have, the less sense you're going to have. Sometimes, however, we are unaware of the danger until it's too late. So how do you know that somebody is going to try to contaminate you with some bad information? You see, a, a, sometimes a, a carrier will usually test your spirit by giving you, uh, before giving you an evil report. Any evidence that you're going to reject that, they back off and go another direction. They'll kind of fish a little bit. A carrier will usually check your acceptance to his, his or her report that you're about to give them. Uh, he may do this by asking your opinion. What do you think about Joe? Say a negative thing, and boy, the door's open. Say a positive thing, and boy, they're going to keep quiet. 
They're testing you. I don't, I don't, know, I don't like to be like that. And uh, I don't like people that are like that. C, a carrier will often get you to ask for an evil report by creating curiosity about, hey, did you hear about Mary and Bob? You know, uh, yeah, Mary and Bob, great people, period. Yeah, Mary and Bob, I've been wondering about them. Boom, right into the report. Have you heard about the person? Wait until I tell you about them. Some of the words that may be said. And then they'll go down that road. And technically, you know, we don't need to know about that. Praise the Lord. I don't want my bad past uncovered. And we shouldn't be uncovering bad past. We should forget about that in, 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 uh, in the past. And you have the right to say to them, hey, look. I know that curiosity gets you. But. We don't need to dig in that. We don't need to go back there. We don't need to wallow in that. Praise God. Because he meant, what's the Bible say? Think on these things. Whatsoever things are good. Whatsoever things are pure. Uh, A carrier may communicate an evil report by asking us for counsel. Can you counsel me? And then, can you talk to me? I got a problem. And then all of a sudden, they've got you whelmed on their side. And from the way you see it at this point, that person's horrible, and et cetera, and et cetera. So you have to be careful of that. A carrier may use evil reports to get you to admire them because they are on the inside. Some people like to be on the inside. I'm on the inside. I, I know what's going on, and, and uh, I, I've got what's going on, and... I'm on the inside, and I got information, and they'll get information here and get information there, and uh, they'll trade off information, and it's just, they'll just go on with it. Sometimes a carrier is usually one who evokes vivid details of evil, and even search them out. They'll, they'll call, and they'll ask questions, or they'll call, and they'll uh, you know, they'll buddy up. I've even seen them buddy up to kids trying to get information out of kids. Praise God. And so you have to be careful of that. You see, because God, God condemns those detectives of darkness. And praise God. So, you ready for this? I like this. This is going to be good. There are five questions that you can ask the carrier. And I'm not going to delve into them very deep because I've still got a lot to go. But what is your reason for telling me this? Why are, you, why are you telling me this? Where did you get your information? Ooh, they'll pull back, you know, because they want to stay undercover. Have you gone to those directly involved? Have you personally checked out all the facts? Well, no. Praise God. Number five. Can I quote you if I check this out? Ooh-ooh. Can I go to that person? I've seen that done before. I've seen someone say, well, let's, let's go. If you're having problems with them, let's go get it fixed. And no, I don't want to get it fixed. It's too much fun having problems and making a mess. Praise God. And so we have the ignorance, and then we have, praise God, the um, exposure And the very next thing is defilement. We haven't caught it. It's caught us. 
What they've said is now affecting our mind, defilement. The words of a talebearer are as wounds. They go down into the uttermost parts of the belly, Proverbs 26 and 22. Defilement is when you receive that evil information from another person and you believe it's true. You believe it's true. In the same way that touching a diseased person will defile one's hands, listening to evil information will defile one's mind. It is, it, it, it is a reality which must be properly dealt with. The Bible says, lest any root of bitterness spring up and trouble you, and thereby, thereby may be defiled. Hebrews 12 and 15. Praise God. You know, a very classic, uh, very classic illustration. I'm not going to go into it deep. I got it deep here, but it's Absalom. If you remember Absalom, Absalom was one of David's sons. But Absalom uh, used an innocent-sounding evil information to steal the hearts of almost the entire nation, and he made up a revolt against David. You know, David could have done that very easily with Saul, but he wouldn't do it. And so it made a concern. Some of the things he did, actually Absalom, he actually was bitter because his father did not bring judgment against Absalom's half-brother for immorality. So he took matters into his own hands, and uh, he started to rebel. He gathered and organized a group of people that were loyal to him, and not for the purpose of the nation, but for him. He was very energetic and very disciplined. He made himself available to the people. And you know, I've had that happen as a pastor. I've had people come into the church, and uh, all of a sudden... I, as a pastor, you can't be buddies with everyone, and they would buddy up with them, and then before you know it, they would be friends, and before you know it, they would turn them on the pastor, and before you know it, they would, they would both be gone. I've had it happen before, and, and it's sad. It's sad. They're not looking out for the welfare of the person. They're looking out for their own welfare, and that's what Absalom did. He sought out those that had grievances against David, and he built upon that. He had, a person, he, he had a personal interest in the people, but it was not for the people's good. He took up offenses of those who had been hurt, and he, he, he worked it against David. He aligned people from, for their ability to give an evil report about David's leadership. He built that network so that he could do that. He offered to be a representative, and then he, uh, he just... He, he just Built that. And then, of course, number four is the infection. The Bible says, this is really good. Listen to this. It says, the simple believeth every word, but a prudent man looketh well on his doings. Don't believe everything you hear. Praise God. As coals are burning, coals, and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. Proverbs 26 and 21. When an infection, when, there, when there's a, an infection, is responding to an evil report with human reasoning and emotion, rather than with spiritual understanding and genuine love. The Bible says, a wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, Proverbs 17 and 4. If the defilement of an evil report is not cleansed, wrong attitudes, opinions, conclusions, and actions will follow, even toward very close friends. The Bible says, a whisperer spreadeth chief of friends, Proverbs 16 and 28. 
Praise God. It can blow things apart. There are symptoms of that infection, and that is believing the information to be true. You always need to keep an open mind. Praise God. Forming a negative opinion based on that information. Allowing that information to be everything that causes you to make that opinion. Focusing on negative aspects of the person involved. In other words, it's like, you know, someone says, well, I think Bob's drinking. And all of a sudden, Bob trips a little bit. And you're like, oh, yeah, he must be, tri- he must be drinking because he tripped. Look at that. He's, he's staggering a little bit. And so, you, you know, and, and then in, uh, interpreting the person's words and action as supportive evidence. All of a sudden, you begin to look for it as evidence. And uh, judging motives on the basis of that evil information. Uh, you know, now look at them. They're, you know, they're doing this or they're doing that. I have to tell you a little story. Um, there was, and it was a true story. There was a, uh, there was the little church down south. And uh, there, was, uh, uh, there was an old guy in the church. And uh, he, uh, he was driving home one night in his truck stopped he and it was outside of a bar there in town and so he uh parked it and left it and went home uh all of a sudden one of the ladies the elderly ladies of the church she began to tell people you know bob's truck was outside the bar and and uh he must be drinking and etc and so it got around to bob and so for the next couple nights he parked his truck outside her house praise god (laughs) (laughs) Amen. So, so, uh, (laughs) so you got to be careful. You just start looking and, uh, yeah, you just don't want to be, you just don't want to be misguided. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. And all of a sudden you're judging motives, uh, based on that evil information. All of a sudden it seems to be the basis of everything you begin to do, all because they said something or misunderstood something or something was taken out of content. And so, um, and so you begin to back away from the person with your spirit, and, you, and it gets so bad that you, you pass it on. You need to be careful when, you, when someone says something to you. You need to be careful you don't pass that on because... And I've had to do that. I've had information that I've passed on in a good way, I thought. And then I found out that I was wrong, and I had to call that person and tell them, hey, look, that was wrong. I didn't, I, you know, this person obviously did not check it out. That was wrong. I need to get that straight. And I don't, did you tell anyone that if you did, you need to straighten that out because that is, that is wrong. And so you just need to be careful when someone gives you information. Generally, it's just best not to say anything to anyone. Just, it's like the guy, he uh, looked in his garage one day and his chainsaw was gone. And he did not know who took it. He never said a word to anyone, never said a word to his wife, never said a word to anyone, not even his dog. And then one day his neighbor hollered across the driveway, Hey, Joe. Did you ever figure out who took your chainsaw? He's like, yeah, I just found out. 
Praise God. So it's best sometimes not to say anything. But when you get diseased, when, it, when, it, when it, all of a sudden it's affecting your mind, the Bible says, He that hateth uh, dissembleth with his lips and lay up deceit within him. When he speaketh fair, believe him not. For there are seven abominations in his heart. Proverbs 26. You've got to be careful. We all get angry. We all say things we shouldn't say about someone. And when we get angry, we need to just keep our mouth shut. <clears throat> Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among the people. Leviticus 19 and 16. You see, as a diseased Christian uh, is grieved, we grieve and we quench the Holy Ghost by talking, taking up offenses of others and making it. The symptoms of that disease is developing bitterness and or rebellion, even though the person involved did not directly offend us. Uh, you know, they, they didn't offend us, they didn't do anything to us, but now all of a sudden uh, we got bitterness because someone said they did something and they really didn't. Uh, setting up ourselves as judge in the matters which are God's responsibility, and even recruiting others and trying to search out the report and uh, go after the impression. An ungodly man diggeth up evil with his lips. There is a burning fire, Proverbs 16 and 27. You see, believing that such actions are actually accomplishing God's will rather than realizing that we are giving non-Christian occasion to blaspheme. I've even heard people who have called people out and said, you know you've done something wrong. And, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. You can't say that God told you something when somebody else told you something. And I've heard him go as far as to say, God told me that this is what's going on and found out they were really wrong. They got misinformation. You know, his, gas, his, uh, his truck ran out of gas before he got home or quit running, so he had to park it in front of the bar. And so the information was bad. So now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you. Paul tells Corinthians, you do wrong and defraud and that your brother. So, you know, it's wrong. Often we do not act on information when we should do so because uh, defilement of listening to an evil report, we do not work properly according to it. So, even when you're trying to restore a brother or a sister in the Lord, um, it can really mess them up because, amen, they um, are defiled. And then, num last but not least, is five is the disease. The disease is being mentally and emotionally controlled by the evil report and how that it will destroy you. Praise God. And so we've got to be careful what we hear, what we say. Um, it's best not to. And the thing of it is, here's the deal. If somebody calls you and says to you, I want to pray for you, and you really don't want to dissolve what the situation is, God knows you don't, well, it will help me pray for you more specifically. No, you don't need to know that. Um, and so you just say, God knows. I, he doesn't have to, he do, you don't have to get into that. And uh, once again, 
Some people try to link you up with them by saying, you know, let me give you some information. So now I feel like, you know, you know, we're linked and we've got it going and et cetera. Because it's the old saying, I used to have a lady in the church here years ago. She said, honey, if they carry a bone in, they're going to carry one out. And, uh, you know, if, if they talk about you or if they talk about others, they're going to talk about you. And the best thing to do is just get away from them. Don't have any relationship with them. Let them, because that way, hopefully, they'll forget about you and we'll talk about you. Praise God. And so, but uh, an evil report. I have a sheet here that um, I'm going to give you. And this is uh, talking about cleansing your minds of things you don't want to know and how God can help you get rid of them. I'm going to leave them right there. If you want to get one before you leave, you're more than welcome. But, um, uh, yep, we have to be careful. We have to be careful. You know, the thing of it is, the Bible says think on these things. And we, uh, you know, there's just some information I don't want to know. There's some things people start to tell me, and I'm like, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. Um, And so uh, uh, just... You just, there's just some things you don't want to know. You just don't want it going through your head. Um, I don't want, I don't want to know what it's like to struggle with drugs. So I've stayed away from it. I don't want to know what it's like to struggle with alcohol. So I stay away from it. I don't know what it's like to struggle with pornography. I stay away from it. The moment I see it, I get away from it because I know I can get a desire for it. And when it comes to people telling you things, be careful what they put in your mind because you don't want that. When you're dealing with someone, you know, when you're dealing with someone, you don't want that, that thoughts going through your mind about that. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're hearing me tonight. You don't want anybody controlling you with the relationship that you're having with others. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't want anyone controlling you with the relationship that you're having with others. And, uh, you know, you just, so praise God. Just, and if you want a printout, it's eight pages long. I'll get it to you of everything that I talked about, and it gets even more in depth. But, uh, yeah, just be careful. Don't let them, you know, I want, to think on good things. I want to have a good mind today. I don't want to be in the trash. And so just be careful of the people around you that wants to put trash in your minds. Let's all stand. Praise God. Well, the Lord is good. Amen. Lord, we love you and praise you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Asking you, Lord, to help me. God, help me, dear Lord. Help us all, dear Lord, to stay pure and clean. Keep our minds clean. God, let us not go for the dirty stuff and the bad stuff. God, but let us keep our minds clean and holy and righteous with you. God, we're going to give you the praise and the glory and the honor and avoid those, dear God, that cause divisions among us. And God, we're going to give you the praise and the glory and the honor in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.